Hey guys, it's Candace. This week, I'm asking you to think a little bit differently about New Year's resolutions, and instead of those, to think about framing your year. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Happy New Year! Okay, welcome to 2017, everyone. Given it's a new year and a new season of the podcast, I figured, what the heck, let's change up the music and the intro for you guys. Hopefully you liked it. I'm still experimenting a bit with the exact format of this podcast and how many episodes I'm going to call a season and all that kind of stuff. But the one thing I can promise you guys is I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to keep recording episodes at least as long as there's interest in listening to them. Um, If you're getting bored, maybe you should stop listening to them. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Thanks so much, actually, for listening to last season. I really learned a lot and I appreciate all your feedback. So yeah, let's launch into this week's topic. I wanted to talk about framing your year. Well, what the heck is that anyway? Well, it's the idea that you choose a word that will give you a focus in your business and your life for the upcoming year. Um, Some people might like to think of it as like a mantra or a command, like something you must do, but I don't see it that way. I see it as more... um, Seeing what's most important to you in your life right now and in your business and helping you bring awareness to that in everything that you do. So for some of you, the whole framing your year, you know, word of the year idea might be totally brand new. Maybe you've never heard of this before and this is, you know, sort of revolutionary for you. But I want to say that it's not a concept I came up with. Hopefully that was kind of obvious. There's a lot of entrepreneurs and sort of spiritual life coach, business coach type people out there that have been using this concept over the last, I don't know, five, six years, probably longer than that. Um, So I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, Jason Zook and his girlfriend, Caroline Kelso Weingart, were the first two I personally heard of using the idea, and this was around this time last year. But the ladies over at the Being Bosk podcast, which I love and I definitely recommend you check out. Um, they've been also doing it for several years. So it's really not new. And my point is, you know, hey, I can't take credit for coming up with this idea. So, okay, other than the whole, you know, other people are doing it, why do you want to set a framing word for your year? Because, you know, just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean you have to do it too. That's kind of a theme that I'm always talking about around here. Here's the reasons why I think you want to think about doing a word of the year. So you are probably familiar with the idea of setting a New Year's resolution. Lots of people do that. You know, it's probably something that you heard when you were a kid even. You know, the whole idea of New Year, New You, set some goals, get going, it's going to be an awesome New Year. The problem I have with that is that we tend to make resolutions based on what other people or society as a whole is telling us to do. Or we base them, you know, on our worries and our fears and just reasons that are not so great for setting goals. So let me give you a couple of examples. Like in our personal lives, we might manifest that as setting a personal resolution to start going to yoga. And the reason why you're doing it is because everyone else you know seems to love yoga and you kind of feel some pressure to look and feel a certain way and you think that yoga might give that to you. 
or in our businesses and our practices, that might manifest as setting a resolution to get more clients, or if you want to be a little more specific, to book a certain number of people into your schedule every week so that your income will increase because you feel this pressure to be more successful. Now, being totally clear, there's nothing wrong with either of those things on the surface. Uh, you know, I'm not hating on yoga and I'm not, certainly not hating on growing your practice. Both of those things are really great. And obviously, you know, all small business people want to grow their practice. That's part of the reason this podcast is here, right? It's not just for healthcare people, like everybody wants to grow their business pretty much. But, you know, I suggest we go deeper than these surface things. And we do something that might be seen as a bit off the beaten path. So instead of trying to set some kind of goal with deadlines and to-do lists, and it's all based on outside pressures and the things that people tell you you should be doing, you should look internally and look at what's most important to you and to feeling the way that you want to feel and having the business that you really want to have. And let that be your guide. Not what some other person is telling you to do, not what school people or regulators or even your best friend is telling you that you need to do. And a tangible way of doing this is to set a framing word for your year based on those internal thoughts and feelings, that that sort of compass that you have inside. So let me talk a little bit about what I did last year, because I did do a framing word last year for the first time. So my word was kindness for 2016. And I chose that word because I felt like I wasn't really building the business that would make me happy and would reflect my own values and beliefs and core desires, which, you know, hey, um, that wasn't so good because I was writing a blog in a newsletter called Happy Little Biz, and I was recording this podcast about making your business better. And you know, I better be true to that statement if I'm going to do those things. So yeah, I set my word as kindness back in January last year. And what I found over that year was a number of things, which I'll share with you. So first, I allowed myself to have more thoughtful interactions and less kind of hustle. You know, you probably hear about the whole idea of hustle. You got to hustle if you're going to be successful. Anyone who runs their own business knows what it's like to be in that sort of frame of mind. You need to work harder. You need to be in the hustle. Um, You always need to be thinking about bringing in new clients and getting more people booking with you and how to market and promote yourself. And, you know, that's true. And I hoped a year of kindness would give me some space from that and allow me to see what was kind and necessary and not just focus on my metrics, not just focus on who was liking me on Facebook, who was booking me for projects, who you know, was uh, rating me on iTunes, all that kind of stuff. And that happened, definitely. I was able to have a bit of space to, to look at those things and to make some, you know, very thoughtful and smart changes to my business and the way I do things. Um, so another thing I experienced last year was I got better about booking more clients who are actually a really good fit for me. Lots of people contact me to do their website every year. Um, you know, I, I do get... an quite a few emails and phone calls. But if you focus on the numbers, it's so easy to just take everyone on regardless of what they actually need. And I hoped a year focused on kindness would allow me to be more comfortable with only taking on the clients who are actually a good match for my skills and expertise and find a great way to communicate that to the people who aren't a good fit. And sure enough, as I've talked about in a past podcast episode, I actually got quite good at um, 
saying to people, no, I'm sorry, I really don't feel that I'm a good fit for you and being really honest and authentic about that. And that was really important to me. And that was kind of an eye opener for me because I really wasn't happy taking on projects where I wasn't a good fit. And you know what? The clients weren't going to be happy with that either. And, you know, as healthcare people, you might sort of look at that and go, well, you know, but I have to take everyone on. Um, you don't actually. If somebody's calling you, say, for pregnancy massage, and you haven't done that in like three years, and you mostly focus on some other aspect of massage therapy, you should seriously think about referring that person out. You know, unless like you're the only game in town, or they really insist on seeing you and no one else. Even then, you know, you well, okay, maybe not if you're only in game in town, but you should really think about referring them to somebody who specializes in pregnancy or at least sees pregnant clients on a regular basis, even if it's not sort of their quote unquote specialty. That's what's best for both you and the client, right? Another thing that I learned last year was, uh, you know, I wanted to take more time for self-care and personal reflection and growth. That's an area where I really do kind of know better, quote unquote, but with running a small business, I just you know, I found it so easy to just run myself into the ground. You know, I was trying to get everything done. I was working hard. I have volunteer stuff that I do. I'm married. You know, I have a relationship to maintain. I have friends I want to see. There's just so many things to do in my life. And it got really chaotic at some points. And I hoped a year focused on kindness would help me shift to taking better care of myself. And, you know, it did. I, I'm not going to say I'm I'm 100% awesome at it, you know, that I that I take perfect care of myself all the time, but it certainly gave me some space to kind of look at that and be better about going to the gym when I need to, or taking that extra fitness class, or eating a better meal, or going out for coffee with a friend when, you know, I kind of feel like I should be working, but there's no reason why I can't, you know, spend half an hour catching up with a girlfriend, right? So I did get better about that kind of stuff and focusing on kindness helped me to do that. Focusing on kindness also helped me to learn a few things about my business. One thing I realized that realized was that working with people who I can truly help is important to me. I kind of touched on that a minute ago. Um, but the past year really drove that home. I started the year having recently ended a project for a client who really wasn't working out because I was a poor match for what she wanted and needed. And honestly, even though we knew each other through another um, sort of social, uh, we knew each other socially is what I'm trying to say, um, it still wasn't a good match. And really, we, I, I kind of probably should have said that right from the start. Whereas I ended the year last year having just launched two websites for people who were a fantastic match for my skills and my expertise. And that felt awesome. So... I learned that through focusing on kindness, what was the kindest thing for my practice and for my business? And definitely it was. Don't take on the clients who really aren't a good match. Look for the clients that are. I also saw that having more time for creativity and art and self-reflection are really vital for my well-being. I didn't do a lot of that last year, but towards the end of the year when I was reflecting on kindness, I was reflecting on how the year had gone, 
I said, oh, you know, I've got to start thinking about those things for 2017, even though kindness is not my word for this year. Having focused on it last year, it kind of made me really realize it. So, you know, I, I'm this year I'm making more time for reading and I'm doing a daily art project. Those of you who follow me on Instagram have maybe seen that. I'm journaling more regularly. I'm just being a lot more thoughtful about my time and my energy. And, you know, maybe maybe you need to do that too. That's that's something I think a lot of us need to do, whether kindness is your word of the year or not, you know. Do you have things in your life that are vital for your well-being, but you tend to ignore because you're too busy? Right? Lots of us do. And as well, another thing I learned was that, you know, it made me work on being comfortable with imperfection. Really, there's no such thing as the perfect website, the perfect business, the perfect brand, or the perfect anything else, because perfection is a myth. It's actually, Jason Zook, I, I mentioned before, calls perfection a virus, and I think that's a really good way to put it. Just, you know, focusing on kindness surprisingly helped me look at these things because it made me move away from trying to be the best at everything, being this high achiever that I had been in childhood and I'd been in so many things. And said, so just look at what was authentically me, what was authentically um, authentic for my life and for my business. So you know, asking you guys, do you ever find yourself worrying about things that your clinic or your business are not perfect and you kind of start to obsess about them a little bit? Like, you know, you need to you need to fix this or you need to do this other thing. Yeah, you know, well, working to improve those things is great and it's something we should all be doing for sure. I'm not saying you should ignore these things completely, but it's not healthy to get really wrapped up with the idea of everything needs to be perfect or everything needs to be such a way, otherwise you can't work or whatever. You know, embrace imperfection is basically what I'm saying, because it, it helps you to kind of move forward and move on in a much healthier way. So moving forward into this year, what word do you think I've chosen? Well, for 2017, I've actually chosen the word purpose. For me, this comes back to the core reason why I started my business and why I make the choices that I make every day. So I think about things like, what is my core purpose? What actions can I take that will help me best be true to that purpose? Are my goals in line with that purpose or are they just something I've set to have some kind of notches on my belt? Um, which actually is pretty gross to me. So it's definitely something that I need to keep an eye on because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be acting and doing things in that way. It's going to be interesting to see where this takes me, and I might even do a follow-up episode on it in a few months to talk about how things have changed or not changed, as the case might be, for my life and my business. And, you know, I hope you guys will be interested to hear about that. If you would, actually, I'd love to hear from you. So let's talk about now, you guys now. If you want to take this concept on and you want to choose a framing word for your year, I really recommend doing it, obviously. That's what the whole episode's all about. So maybe there's a word that's really obvious to you. You know, you see it and it's the one. You know, for sure, it's the word you're going to use. If that's the case, run with it. Good. You can hit stop now. <laughs> I'm kidding. But you can really like you just just go with it. Go with whatever that word is. Go with your gut. Awesome. But if you're a bit stuck, there's a few ways you can kind of explore what word you might want to use. One thing that's really helpful is something I mentioned before, which is you take a look at last year. So for 2016, were there things that you really felt need changing and things that, or things that worked well or things that you'd like to learn from? Are there any obvious themes or ideas that could be used as your framing word for this year that's coming out of that, you know, exploration of last year? That's one really good way to figure out what your word could be. And 
Another idea is to simply sit down and start scribbling words. For some people, that sort of like thought dump is really the perfect way to find your word. So scribble whatever pops up into your head as being something you might want to work on and see if any patterns start arising, like words that are very similar or a word that you've written down five times on the page without even realizing it or that kind of thing. Um, Go with what speaks the most to you once you start writing down on the page and try not to think too hard about it is my other piece of advice because sometimes I think if you mull it over for too long, you kind of start to obsess about which one's the right one for you. And remember, this isn't a competition. It's really, it's a personal thing. So go with whatever word your gut tells you is the best one. If you try both of those things though and nothing's really jumping out, you can always look to other people for ideas. That's okay. Just do make sure you're choosing words that actually inspire you and mean something to you and aren't just something, you know, that sounds nice or you like it because a friend picked it or you think it would look pretty on Instagram or whatever, because those are, those are not good reasons to choose a word. So here's some examples. These are words that I've heard other people pick. Um, I'm just going to ramble them all off. Happiness, focus, balance, strength, confidence, money. Gratitude, health, discipline, growth, change, create, open, learning, control, and tons of other words. Those are just some examples for you. Your word, of course, can be whatever you want it to be. It can be light and fun, or you know, it can be very deep and very personal. It can be something you feel comfortable sharing with others, or it can be something you really just keep to yourself. It can be an action word. It can be a reflective word. Choose whatever works for you. Because, of course, this is your life and your business, so I'm not here to tell you how to do it. You have to make choices that are going to take you in the direction that you want to go. Hey, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. I really am grateful to have all you guys here with me. If you do like this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating and review over on iTunes, as they always say, right? But I also do appreciate your feedback. So if you want to get in touch, you can always pop me an email at candice at nixie.ca. I do read and respond to all of my emails, I promise. Have yourself an awesome rest of your day, and I'll see you back here next week.